everybody. What's up? Welcome, Welcome back. back to the It's On podcast with the bell and Nika. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys um, are hearing things differently. Yes, I'm pretty sure they are. Well, actually, they can't. Well, they are hearing it differently because they can't see us, of course. But we are together. <laughs> yes, guys. So I'm in Florida and we're actually in the same room recording our podcast this time around. And we actually got to watch this episode together, which was really fun. And so we are here to give you our unfiltered opinion again about this episode, which was very boring, but it was very heartfelt. Actually, I don't think this episode was boring. I think it was great. I mean, it was full of good. It was okay. So okay, let me. Whenever I say we're very boring, very boring compared to other episodes that we've watched on The Bachelorette. But Michelle has got to be by far my the my favorite Bachelorette of all time because I haven't watched a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But she's definitely my favorite, and I love the way she handles her stuff and. When I mean boring, that doesn't mean I don't like the episode. It just means that they're not, I, mean, I know Bachelor Nation is not used to kind of less drama um, episodes. So that's why I'm really saying very boring. I like Michelle and I think she's a great Bachelor because she is one of the Bachelor that knows how to carry herself very well. So she carries herself really well and she also carries the show really well. There's no flaws. Like it's hard to pick a flaw. Yeah, it is. I think we're going right into it. But guys, before we give you the review or the recap of this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to like. Go ahead and download this podcast everywhere that you listen to your podcast. It's literally everywhere. Spotify, um, um, iTunes, every single place that you listen to your podcast so go ahead and um do that and we'll really appreciate it if you also leave a review and if you really like us give us a five stars okay and if you are looking to hear other episodes reviews or other shows that you would like us to review go ahead and please put them in the comments as well we would love to know what shows you want us to review but right now it is the bachelorette all right. Oh, I also wanted to give a shout out to all of you guys that actually listen to us and support us. We have 182 unique unique listeners, meaning that a lot of you guys have been downloading and actually showing us some love. We appreciate the love. We appreciate that you take the time out of your day to kind of listen to us because you kind of help us out. And if we grow, you guys grow too. So please tell your friends about our podcast and thank you so much for the support. Yeah, 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 of course. And all right. So guys, for those of you who still don't know what The Bachelorette is, obviously um, it is a reality TV show. And I think it's the first time ever. I, I want to cut you off, but Kanye West, like Kanye West in Kanye West fashion. Go ahead. If you don't watch The Bachelor, this uh, this podcast is just not for you at this point. What? <laughs> I'm not about to do the whole explanation stuff. Yeah, you got to just go watch it. We, we cannot keep we cannot keep summarizing every t- every time we do a podcast. That's true. I, but I just want to let them know like what is they, about. they don't really care <laughs> at this point. They don't really care. They're not gonna keep coming back if they don't watch the show. And it's okay with love and all the respect. If you don't watch it, it's fine. But we're not going to keep summarizing. (laughs) 
Okay, Nike is just like, okay, we had enough of your explanation and introduction to this show. And true so, Kanye West fashion. All right, whatever. I'm going to have to stop you here. <laughs> I guess she's a little hyper because I'm next to her right now. I know. Do, do you guys notice I have more energy now? <laughs> she's speaking up on my, my wild, my wild hyper self. Okay. But anyway, what do you think of this beginning, the beginning of this episode? Um, obviously it started with a, you know, the beginning of episodes, I'm always doing something else. So you have to start it. What was I doing? You were, what was I doing? You were, she was cooking for me guys. I I was hungry from a long trip. So she was cooking for me, but okay. So let's start with that spaghetti though. Let let them know about my spaghetti. It was awesome. Like guys, (laughs) Nika makes a bomb spaghetti and I think she, I think she gets it from me. So (laughs) you know, I'd be cooking down I don't think I get making the good spaghetti from you, but you know how to throw down. I know, but I think you did. I think I think it was. I think it was giving me my spaghetti vibes. Okay, Mm. I'm taking credits here. My spaghettis are unique because I actually add vegetables. You add vegetables in there? Yeah, sometimes. You you know what? This. Do you know where I learned my spaghetti from? Tati Bedlin. I learned my spaghetti from Dadu. Oh, shout oh out to Dadu, Dadu too. I did learn from her from her too. Cause she actually makes that's why it was so PK. Yeah. That's why I made my spaghetti like that. That's true. Dadu does make a bomb spaghetti. Actually, she was the first person that when we ate her spaghetti, like we I was cry. like, we cry, like, yes, this is the best spaghetti. Yeah, but it was a, it was a bomb. So you learn from Auntie Berlin. I learned from my cousin. I Dadu. actually mixed them both. I mixed them both because I like a PK and I like um Dati Bidin's vegetables too. I mean, oh, pasta. I've too. never, yeah, yeah. I don't think that is actually put vegetable. I don't. Uh-huh. That vegetable thing is just a me thing. I mean, I do it. I put um the corn you did. Like Katy Berlin does that. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Alrighty. Sorry, guys. I, we had to talk about off food. topic. Off topic because we love food. Um, <laughs> tell us your favorite meal down in the comments. But anyway, this is not YouTube. Somebody told me stop saying comment below because this is not YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I right. have a YouTube channel, guys. That's why <laughs> I keep saying comment below if blah blah blah. And she's like, you know, it's not YouTube, right? We cannot actually comment below, so just leave a review, <laughs> okay? All right, but you can comment on the podcast. You can, no, you can't. Yeah, you should be able to comment. Okay, we cannot take the time to quiet down and actually do that. But the beginning of the episode where the kids came, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go ahead. You can leave. So in this episode, guys, you see that the kids, Michelle's kids, or I should say um, students, are the ones that are going to be planning the dates for this um, episode. And they had like four kids. And honestly, I kind of liked it because kids always tell the truth and they're so honest. And I feel like whatever they were saying is like so truthful. And I don't think, I mean... Although I feel like producers are going to try to get them to say things that they probably want to say. But at the same time, I think they still let the kids be who they are and kind of like be truthful with their answers. And the way that they were describing these men, it was so cute. It was like, yeah, this is definitely in true kid fashion. Mm -hmm. So you see the kids now start preparing a date and they come to meet the men and they are kind of like get to kind of like see whose personalities they kind of like the best for Michelle and who's who they think is a good guy and who they think is a bad guy. So as one of them shared. And so you see how they kind of like got into the little setting and, you know, Colton, you see Colton try. Not, not Colton. Colton. Clayton. Oh, they look 
so much a lie, guys. I'm sorry. I feel like Twitter is getting to me because every time they said Colton, oh, never mind. It's Clayton. <laughs> I mean, Clayton. Um, anyway, yeah, Clayton basically um, was trying to like prove to the kids or like kind of stand out a little mm-hmm. because he was trying to like do his little thing so that the kids could like him. And you can tell the kids was kind of like feeling him and whatnot. Um, and then you kind of like see them s- describing each personalities and they're like, oh yeah. Well, the guy, the little boy was like, yeah, Clayton, um, he's very muscular. He's really big, like, like big than the, I mean, that's the biggest I've seen somebody this far. And like, he looks like he could carry my groceries kind of like, it was so cute, whatever he mm-hmm. was saying. And then, you know, like this little girl saying, oh, Nate is really tall. I think she'll, he'll be really good for Michelle. They could play basketball together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like the way they described everybody else. And they was like, um, yeah, we love and this other boy was like, oh, I like Rodney. He's funny. You know, I, I feel like the kids do a good job at describing like what, they like about each first guy. of all let's talk about how the kids are not regular kids because it's like i don't think those kids can like speak. the way they articulated everything it was like they were very bright no most kids speak like that have you met kids from haiti i met a three-year-old kid from haiti she was mopping the floor you know what yeah we're so kids i don't know about america advanced. america kids it's just like they're learning their one two threes at the age of four <laughs> but them kids from haiti they they talk like little grown ladies, <laughs> little grown men. That's true. So yeah. I saw a three-year-old the other day mopping. And she was like, Sour fella. <laughs> For Haitian, it's what you do. And she was like, Papa. Papa. Papa, dummy. All right. Like dead serious. That's how the kid was. So if those big kids are taking in themselves like that. Yeah. That's, that was nice. For non girl speakers, she was saying, what are you, what are you doing? Poppy, poppy. Yeah, I met, a, I met a kid. She was mopping the floor and then she told her dad, daddy, daddy, what are you doing? Daddy, daddy, you're not going to sleep. Like, yeah. All right, let's get back to the bachelor Since episode. Since I had to translate. <laughs> it's okay. Um, So I think that that was a very cool little thing that she incorporated. Now let's get right into the group date. You see they were milking cows and basically in the little farm. Um, no, she picked Clayton first. She did. Yeah. So, oh yeah, the kids, so the, kids pick- the kids picked Clayton. She told her, her kids were supposed to be the one leading the date. Mm-hmm. And the kids picked Clayton and she was kind of excited, you know, to do the date with Clayton. But, um, what did you feel about the dynamic of the date? Honestly, I really know. And I already knew she wasn't feeling Clayton like that. And the fact that, the, the and I think the reason why, I honestly feel like, first of all, the kids probably picked Clayton, but I think it was mostly Producer. producers kind of picking Clayton because they could already tell that she wasn't really going to pick Clayton. They already could tell that she didn't really like Clayton. So they were going to find a way to kind of bring Clayton into the light to kind of get that story from him for to yeah. give the viewers a story. So I really didn't think the date was like gonna go well. There's no spark between Clayton and Michelle. Um, Clayton is a very handsome young man, but he looked like he would be better with someone that is a little bit shorter, a little bit more girly. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, Michelle and him are not a perfect match. There's no spark. There's no connection. I didn't see it at all. Yeah. But as far as his personality, I feel like he's a really nice guy. He's a really great guy. Um, I think he's lacking something. I think it might be a sense of humor. I think he's lacking a sense of humor. Yeah. He might be just lacking. Because he's so robotic to me. It seems Mm. like every time he's having a conversation with Michelle... He says, so what made you so confident? Like, <laughs> it's like, why are you keep why are you keep asking me the same thing over and over? Yeah, I don't know Can how you, you crack picked up, a joke. I don't know how you picked up on that. Like you really saw that he was asking the same question over he and over. Definitely keep asking, like, so what makes you so great like that? Like he keeps asking that. Every group date, he asks the same question. I never realized that. He does. But he's a bit robotic. I don't know if it's the football guy in him. He's a little bit too robotic. Like I can, I can see it, but I didn't know that he was asking the same questions every single I time. I feel like he asks the same. It's like an energy every time. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not here for an interview. You're here to get to know Michelle. Yeah, I guess, and I could tell and Michelle to was kind of yourself. Yeah, I could tell Michelle was kind of feeling comfortable because she kind of knew that she wasn't going to give him the rose and you could tell like the dynamic and the real in the conversation where it was going it was just like Clayton was kind of feeling it as well but I think and he also he's a nice guy but it doesn't seem to me that Michelle is his type I don't think that those are the type of girl he usually go after definitely not and I think that's really something that I I honestly feel like Clayton was just already there knowing in mind that he was going to be the bachelor because Maybe. because he didn't really give us that much anyway to be like oh wow he's the bachelor I feel like he mm-hmm. knew that he was a bachelor so he was just playing his part mm-hmm. until then you know until he was sent did he have a sob story because at the night portion of the day was there a sob story for him I didn't really the only sob story is when the kids wrote the little cute letters which I think was also producers mm-hmm. um and and, and you producer know. producer really wanted that white guy to be the next bachelor. And I'm fine with it because whenever there's a white male that's a bachelor, the season has more drama. It's a little bit more interesting because we have 23-year-old white girls that come on the show and act a fool. And I just <laughs> love it. It's better. I guess. Maybe that's why. But, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are not seeing why he's a bachelor. Maybe because he they already know that he is. Well, thank God. Bye, Clayton. We don't have to talk about you anymore until your season is... Airing. I know. And I don't even know if I'm going to be interested in it, honestly, because it seems like it's going to be we a good season. Yeah, we might have to go find another show to review. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, guys, let's move on to the group day. So now the group day, which is more interesting, we mm-hmm. see that um, the, 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 the farm little setting where they have to milk a cow, they have to uh, create a butter out of the milk that they just, you know, got. And so it was interesting to kind of see those guys in that element. But then Joe, though, Joe looked like he lived there. And obviously later we find out that he actually, <laughs> his family owns a farm, which is interesting. But Joe was in his element. Like he looked like, I was Joe was to do this. milking the cow. Joe was scooping all the doodles. In the yeah. Farm. Joe was, is it, Joe was home. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joe told us that. Funny story. My grandparents actually own a the farm. farm, right? Like, wow, Joe, really? <laughs> but at least he was honest. 
And he wasn't, yeah, like he wasn't showing off. Yeah, he just yeah. Like, he was just being in his like, element. Like since five years old, I've been knowing. <laughs> I woke up like this. <laughs> I was born to do this. Right, and it was nice though. I, have you ever milked a cow before? Never. Come on. <laughs> we had the same childhood. What are you talking about? I really wanted to ask you because I don't we know. We ran, we ran away from um um. How do you say goat again? Goat. Goat. We had goats. Yes. Yeah. Remember when you was like, je <laughs> Who tells me that joke all the time? And then one of our friends told me that you were afraid of um, chicken. <laughs> so you're like, he's going to attack me. So we had this in I, I I think I would love to have a four, but I'm afraid of these bats. Yeah, I'm afraid of these animals. animals. Like I'm really like afraid of yeah, them, which guys, is weird. We try, like we actually growing up, we actually um move from house to house every time. Mm-hmm. And then one of my most memorable house was when we lived next to the um the soccer the, the soccer, soccer field, field. Mm-hmm. and that's when our neighbor had a goat. Yeah, I remember our neighbor, that. Our neighbor had a goat. That's as close as we got into a farm. Yeah, that's true. I I actually went to the the we well we that was we no 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 I'm saying that when we were little when we went to um um how you call that not the cities um Ocap like the I've never been on, I yeah. was too small to remember Cape Haitian. So we went to Cape Haitian. I was too small, but we kind of, I kind of like saw them, but I didn't really get to go in and the do cow? things. I think. Oh, I, I know that our dad had a horse growing up. Yeah. Um, but as far as the little guys being in their element, it was pretty nice to kind of see that they were just really going hard. But I would love to Nate actually. Nate was not doing too good. No, he wasn't. He broke. Pretty he, boy. he injured his back. Nate is a pretty He's boy. such a pretty boy. He was like, oh, I injured my back. back. And then he was just going after Michelle, giving her kisses. Because he didn't want to um, pick up the doo-doo. doo and, and clean went, it up. <laughs> he just wanted to be with Michelle, which is interesting. Um. But yeah, I honestly kind of like feel like this group day was the first, like it was like cool and chill. Now let's get right to when Martin ruined it. Yo, Martin just ruined everything. Like I think I feel like Martin was just there just to ruin this season. Martin is those type of guys where they always have something to say that is very negative, and then you're like, are you just talking just to talk or? Because you're not even making any sense. Yeah, Martin is giving me the vibe of like a douchebag. Yeah, pretty much. I don't want to curse. So, it's yeah. He's, That's a curse word? No, I'm oh. saying I don't want to curse because like he's giving me F-boy vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he's she's really just not not it at all. Like Martin is not going to find a wife anytime soon. Probably when he's 50. Somebody's going to be like, I'll just settle. <laughs> Wow, Nana. That's how I feel about you, Martin. Yeah. Telling, telling Michelle that she oh, don't deserve a man like him. Prim. And her poem was immature. Like she was not over immature her that she was. Um, what was what, what did he say to her? Oh, that she was insecure. Pure. Yeah. She said he was like, oh, she was insecure or or that every time she the poem that she read. Um, to the guys, it shows that she haven't really dealt with her past yet, and that was immature. And it's like, dude, that's like, who are you to even mm-hmm. say something like that? Like, who are you to begin with? Like, get the 
heck out of here with your spaghetti looking hair. Like it was just just no disrespectful. Swag. And honestly, I want to give I want to give a shout out to Olu because the way that he approached Michelle about that little situation, I think it was really nice. And it could tell like that's how you have someone back because he clearly was coming in front of everybody just talking bad about her and then goes behind her. He goes behind her back and say these ugly things and then come to her and be like, you're strong, you're beautiful, you're mm-hmm. this, and then just like sweet talking her like that. Like that's just pure fakeness to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really happy that Olu got to tell her. And then in the group date, we see um <laughs> we see Nate gets the rose, mm-hmm. the group, a group uh rose, a group rose. Mm-hmm. And because obviously he expressed that he was clearly falling in love, and we can clearly see them. They have a very, very strong connection together. Like, but I'm still scared. Even though I like him for her, I'm still scared. Like, how did you feel about him expressing, Me? yeah, how did you feel about him expressing that how he was feeling for her? Like and saying that he never brought a girl home. I'm not going to lie. I like Nate, but I'm afraid that the environment that he's in is making him competitive in a way. So he might portray his feeling as love, but in the real world, it might just not be love. He might like snap out of it and be like, yo, like, I don't think I'm in love with you. Like, I'm afraid that that's going to happen. Mm. And it's just weird because when you're in a bubble, when you're not with your family and all you have to do is just focus on that one girl that everybody wants, it's different. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of scared that he's kind of like in the bubble. Yeah. Like all his feeling right now might be because of the bubble. Yeah. And I think that's a very sure point you have. Like I'm for some reason, like I'm a little afraid about it because it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, he's nice. It's not my life, so I'm not really afraid, but I'm just concerned. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can see why because it's like he's good looking. He's very nice. Um, mm-hmm. He looks like he has a head on his shoulders. But now that mm-hmm. he, I've heard that he's never brought a girl home to his parents, it's like, hmm, are you a player? What's going on? Like, what have? I mean, well, that's what the um, I can't really uh, say that. Say, yeah, know, and like, you know, I can't say that just because you haven't brought a girl home to his parents that he could not have possibly found the one because that's happened a lot where guys haven't really dated and they finally settled with one girl. <laughs> I mean, it happened to me. So I'm just saying that like, it doesn't mean that something is wrong with him. It's just that I'm afraid that in that environment, like you said, it's just like, that's why he's seeing that he's mm-hmm. in to her when really it's not like that I, out from yeah. the outside. Yeah. I feel like he is just caught up in that little bubble. I think when the real life hit, he might realize that it might not be it. Will he try to make it work? Because he seems like a sweet, nice guy. So yeah. I think he's the type of guy that would try to make it work. And I think in, in the future, they are both going to realize that maybe we were not meant for each other. But as far as right now, they're selling it really good. Like I'm feeling like they love each other. So they're selling it really good. And I feel like they generally feel like they are feeling right now based on the situation that they're in, I think they're really feeling each other. I think Michelle feel like she found her soulmate with Nate. No, I don't think Nate is her soulmate. Yeah. I have to be honest. He's a really nice guy. I would love for him to be the soulmate, but I just don't don't think think so. so. Because of the 
situation that they're in. I don't think they're so many. Guys, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how I feel. It's just so, oh, this is like so weird. Cause it's like, at first it's like, team Nate, 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 Nate. But it's like, now that it's getting closer to the end, I'm like just afraid for her heart to get broken. Cause it's like, I could tell like, like there's, she really has feelings for him. Like she really feels like she found him. I honestly think she I don't will pick him though. Like I'm, I'm going to go back to our first podcast when it's the final um, day of The Bachelor to kind of play what I said about Nate in the final two. I also feel like the final two will be Nate and Joe. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Or it could be Nate and, and Brendan. 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 I'm going to go say, I'm going to go with Brendan. I'm going to say Nate and Brendan. Yeah, because Joe might be third. Yeah, I think Joe's going to go home. Joe might be third because Brendan is making us feel it. Oh, what if it is Joe at the end of all this? Nah, there's <laughs> no way. Joe is just so settled. I feel like Joe would be okay going home too. Yeah, I think so. He's too. not even gonna be that heartbroken. <laughs> Joe doesn't look like, like he's bothered. Joe's gonna be like, I tried, we tried, and if it wasn't me, and if it's not me, it's not me. I agree. Yeah, I think so too. But I think at the end of this, it is Nate and Brandon. I mean, and then at the end of it all, I don't know because I okay. So now let's go right, let's dive right into Brendan's date because mm. now we see Brendan is in his little. And they brought Brendan to the house. Way to go, producer! Way to go! Way to go to bring Michelle to her house with Brendan, and then have the parents come in after and then remove the car. Yeah, so this day made me fall in love with Brendan because he's so excited about everything. So they pull up to the house, and then Michelle's like. This is where I grew up. And he got so excited. The first thing he does is grabs her face and just kiss her. <laughs> but it was so adorable the way he was so excited. So then they went um, around the house. Wait a second. How do you feel about her giving him his dad's, her dad's um, boxers or her dad's um, swimming, shorts. swimming shorts to wear? It's like, whatever. People do that all the time. They borrow each other's swimming shorts, bathing suits. Yeah, that that's just weird to me. Like, he literally I just wore thought, the father's swimming shorts. Yeah, well, or maybe she said it was, it really wasn't. But anyway, we don't know. For the well, sake I of think the show. it was because the father was like, that looks familiar when the father really? walked in on them. Yeah. He said that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, but anyway, guys, so the parents walk in on them in that jacuzzi, which was really cute. But it was like, the dad is like trying so hard to pretend like he didn't know they were there. Like, they knew that he was there. Yeah, but Brendan goes and have a conversation with the. So they were in a hot tub. You missed that part. You're yeah, kind of jumping the gun. So yeah, they were in the hot tub making out. First of all, Michelle told Brendan that her parents were well, was it coming home, mm-hmm. and that they had the house to themselves, theirself. Mm-hmm. And then they started making out in the hot tub. Parents not home, and then the parents. Walk in on them kissing. Super cute and super funny. And I think he kind of had a boner. Yo, I thought I was the only one that saw it. <laughs> he definitely had a boner because he was making out with her. Yes. So, and then as the dad, like, you know, I think the dad was kind of looking down. I don't know if he was looking down at his short or at the fact that, is this dude really getting a boner with my daughter out here in the tub? <laughs> like, I felt like it was one of those situations. It was. And then anyway, they proceed with their conversation, put their clothes on. 
And so Brendan proceeded to ask for advice, which was really cute. And I thought the questions that he, um, the mother asked him was like, okay, why her? And he, mm-hmm. and, and he, and she, and he had to say, you know, he, he gave a really nice answer. I liked his answer. Um, and then he proceeded to ask them, who well, you guys have been together for so long. And I would like to know, like, how did you guys, you know, do it? And what are some good advice, which was really mature of him to do. I really thought it was really nice of him to kind of do that. It was like, it showed so much maturity that he's like ready. He's like, I'm an old soul. So I would never um, want to not ask the girl that I want to marry for their for her parents him Mm. you know so it's like that's that's never been done before never been done before you're not even on a hometown date and you're asking the person parent to um their hand in marriage so that was kind of new but it kind of made me feel like wow this dude is really falling for michelle and he really can see it in the real life with michelle Honestly, with Brendan, I feel like he his love or like for um, Michelle seems more genuine for me. Yeah, I think so too. Like I, when when you look at Brendan, you can see his genuineness through the screen. Like mm-hmm. this dude is low key, not no, not not low key. He's high, high key, um, 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 falling. falling for Michelle, and you can tell like he's smitten by by her. It's like mm-hmm. it's really cute to see him and. But he's just so cute, and and I feel like he's Adorable. not ready. I don't think he's ready, even though he seems like he I don't is. think even if Michelle end up with Nate, I don't think they're gonna go get married right now either. So no one is really ready. I agree, but then again, still like Brendan is probably gonna. She's gonna end up feeling like she's his mother. I doubt it. I think he's going to act mature, and he's going to be good. What if it was him at the end of all this? Um, I don't think it will be. <laughs> okay. But uh, anyways, um, he got a role, so he's going to the hometown day to meet um Michelle's gonna get to meet um her parents. Mm-hmm. I mean his parents. Mm-hmm. Michelle's gonna get to meet his parents. Mm-hmm. So he is the first person to receive a rose. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually him and Nate. Yeah. Because Nate got the group date rose. Mm-hmm. And then he got the one-on-one date roles. Mm-hmm. So now we go to the portion where they're going to go to the night ceremony, which is the final roles. Mm-hmm. What, what do they call that one? They're going, to the party. Roles, they're going to the rose ceremony slash cocktail party. She canceled the cocktail party because she already knew what she wanted to do. So says Tisha and Caitlin. <laughs> and the first rose goes to... We have how many people left at this point? We have Rick. We have Day, We have Jill. We have Rodney, Rodney. And then we have Nate. And then we have Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. So six people. So now, basically, she sends Day home and she sends Rick home. Poor Rick. He was just walking out like... She don't want me. She doesn't Rick want was me. hurt. Yeah, Rick was hurt. Like, I could tell he really wanted to stay. He really thought they had something together, but... But let's not do it like that. Let's say she didn't call Joe. So we know that Joe is going to get up. Like, Joe was her first rose that she called for the night. Mm-hmm. And then it was between Rick, Rodney, Illumidae. And, and of she course. picked 
Rodney. Rodney. That was a surprise. I thought she would have at least picked pick Rick because me Rick too. was like so falling in love with her. That's what I thought. It was, a but I knew she me. was picking Rodney because you saw. I saw a preview. Yeah, there. that's what she I was thought. Apple. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so I I honestly felt like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. But I I really thought she was gonna pick Rick. Nah, she wanted flag dupe, um, four black dudes standing. That's what right. I said flag dupe. <laughs> what? She wanted black dudes. She wanted four black, black dudes. dudes standing. And guys, this is the first time in Bachelor world history. Bachelor history. The first time in Bachelor history we get to see four black uh, men. men or black contestants standing at the end of the Bachelorette episode. No, not at the end of the Bachelorette episode. We see four black men going to hometown. That's just... Yeah, that's big too. Yeah, because it's like normally there is a white person going to hometown or a black person there's, going to... Normally there's just one black person going to, to hometown. hometown. Yeah, that's true. And but now all the white ones are going to hometown. Yeah, but this time around we see only black Mel going to hometown and I love to out. see it. She, she went, went all, all out. out and I loved it. And it's like Michelle was showing us that I'm here, baby, to pick my king. I'm here to pick my brother. I am ready to fall in black love. So we gotta say those black dudes that she picked, they are biracial. So they're they all they are biracial, right? Yeah. They have one white parent, just like Michelle. Basically, so, hey, the white folks still made it. Because <laughs> it's biracial. So it's like both people made it. Black and white made it this time. Equal. <laughs> Very equal. I'm done. <laughs> this ain't America. I don't know what is. I'm sorry, guys. This girl crazy. Like, at the end of the day, when you look at them, when the police look at them, they're pretty much black in our eyes, okay? But yes, they are made um, from a white and a black person. So we're I'm excited to kind of see it. So now, after this episode, um, I feel like Michelle was happy. I, f- I honestly feel like she's so happy with her choices. Like she's she feels so confident and she feels empowered that she has these men left. You know, I think it was really, really dope to see. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that um, it's going to get harder. It's really going to get harder for her because she, with all these men, I definitely see that she actually built a connection with them. Yes. You know, Joe, she has a connection with Joe. I think the strongest is Nate, second runner up. Now it might just be Brendan at this point. It's looking like Brandon. Yeah, it's looking like Brendan. And then it's Joe. And then it's um um what's his name? Um Rodney. So I yeah. think she's sending Rodney and and Joe home. Mm-hmm. It's gonna end up being Brendan and and, and Nate at the end of this. Mm-hmm. But this is scary though. Because when they go to hometown now, we see a little preview of I think it was Nate's dad who's saying that he's not ready. He's never brought a home. He's never brought a girl home. So I, we don't know yet. Though sometimes the pre- the previews lie to us. So I'm just excited to watch whose dad is that's going to say, I don't think my son is ready to marry you. And I don't want my son's heart to be broken. That's what the dad said, right? Mm, yeah, I don't think he's ready yet. 
because he's never actually brought a girl, something like that. But I think it was Nate's father. And then you see Nate outside crying, talking to the producers. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm worried. But I feel like they have to do that, like some type of twist, because they know he's she's gonna picking she's gonna end up picking Nate. We don't know yet, but um, I don't really care. I'm just like I'm not gonna make any speculation because the producer like to lie to us <laughs> with their previews. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna like leave it as is, and then we'll have to see till next week. All right. Well, that was it, guys. Um, I'm excited to honestly. I'm happy. I'm. This is the first time, guys. We get to. I get to feel like either man she ends up with, I'm going to be okay. Same here. On that note, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. This episode comes out on Thanksgiving. So if you are listening on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Make sure you don't eat too much and get loaded. Well, yeah. On that note, see you next week. All right. Well, enjoy, guys. And I hope you are enjoying your meals. And now, bye. Bye. Bye.